Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bradley Trainer, noted scientist, has information for us on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. What you got? You know, it turns out that women are better than men at personal hygiene. Oh, really? Why? Because... Yeah, it's true. And really, this is just data science because it was a poll, but it actually got me digging a little deeper. So we'll talk about this. The uh, The headline that caught my eye was women have a better understanding of how to care for their hygiene than men. Oh, look, I will admit I was not shocked by this at all. I'm like, I mean, I just feel like women pay closer think, attention to most things. When you first brought this, Holly and I were like, obviously. Yeah. Well, I literally said that in my notes. Obvi, because I think the world... Except a few men, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Probably straight men. No offense, guys. But I just think that this is not a shocker. Mm -hmm. However, here's the the data. A survey of 1,000 men and 1,000 women. But wait, there's more. We'll get to it. Mm -hmm. 1,000 men and 1,000 women looked at the differences in how each gender cares for their hygiene and found that... um, uh, Well, they found a bunch of things. But ultimately, they found that women essentially pay closer attention and feel that certain hygiene practices are a priority in their life. So, for example, uh, women are more likely to prioritize washing. And I will say that this whole... um, this whole particular survey was one of those wonderful surveys that's sponsored by a company who's trying to sell something. Mm -hmm. And this one was uh, that cup thing. That cup thing, like a diva cup? Yeah, a diva cup. So, uh, for which is, I'll explain it because I think, or you can if you were, yeah, no, like for uh, for menstruation, yes. right? So, it's another way to to collect that, yeah, exactly, situation, exactly. And so, then dispose of it. This is for a women focused business, it would mm-hmm. not then shock us that they're going to share this information because that's their target demo, right? Correct. And it talks about women, uh, having a better understanding of the need to care for hygiene, like from the tune of 57% to men. 40s men's 42 percent right so mm-hmm. again i don't think that we find that particularly surprising but then i was like okay so is this just a one-off or like is this just some one of those surveys that like great they asked us some people and some things if we go back to 2018 there was a whole nother study done by ipsos which is a legit polling firm And Mm -hmm. they found um, that women are more likely than men. Again, maybe not surprising, but another uh, survey that says women are more likely than men to be concerned about personal hygiene, especially as it relates to self-image. Oh. Right? So now a, a vast majority of Americans in this poll said that they're clean. You know, they consider themselves clean. Mm -hmm. Um, 92% said hygiene is a top priority. Um, When it comes, though, to hygiene habits, there were some gender disparities. Not only are women 
to the tune of 81%, more likely than men, 72%, to describe themselves as very clean. On all of the metrics that they then looked at, women were like roughly 10%, if not more, or a little bit less, likely to agree on certain hygiene habits being important. So routinely, it was like men were just about 10% less concerned Mm -hmm. about, for example, washing your hands after going to the bathroom. Okay. That... Can we make that a non-negotiable, please? Like, can we make a law around that? Similarly, women are more likely to say that changing your undergarments every day uh, is important. I was not ready for that. I wish you would have... Given me a heads also, up. Also, women are more likely to the tune of about 10% to change their clothes every day. Oh. Wow. Also, women are more likely to say that washing their hands after using public transportation is a <gasps> crucial behavior. Yep. Well, remember the Cheeto liquor from the airplane. Exactly. Mm. Oh, I didn't want to, but thank you. They also had gender differences for like habits like sanitizing mobile phones, living spaces, workspaces, hygiene practices, which apparently roughly a third of men did not seem to find important at I'm all. Getting hand sanitizer. Honestly, I like I want to sanitize my everything. My face, my ears, everything. On the other hand, more than a third of both men and women do not find that bathing or taking a shower before bed is very important. I think that's a cultural thing. Well, yeah, I mean, as long as you're, some, you know. Some cultures. You gotta wash something. So it's either the sheets or your body. Yeah. Well, some people, I think, and I, I would say Americans maybe were not the most. I just remember when I was in Japan, like, everybody goes to take a shower before mm-hmm. they go to bed. Mm-hmm. I was, like, surprised by that because... For us, the habit was usually that you shower in the morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're getting like super dirty during the day. Right. So it's interesting because I just as like anecdotally as the uh, mother to both girl and boys, I would say it's obvious to me that my daughter is more prone to self uh, care, motivate (laughs) Her own, yeah. yeah, her own hygiene, right? Like, she does not have to be reminded to take a shower. Yeah. She does not have to be reminded to brush her teeth. She does not have to be reminded to put on deodorant. Where my sons kind of have like a, I don't know, like they, I feel like they don't smell each other or themselves. You know what I'm saying? And like boys have boys have an odor. Boys, boys are have boys. The funk. Boys gotta, gotta that have that funk. funk now. You know? And I love them. And also they usually need to be prompted in a way that my daughter does not. So why do you think that is? I mean, you're you not I that know. I expect I, you to have an answer, I, but if I'm gonna be honest, I, I well I think part of it is you know, the 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 communities that my sons roll in, you know, like their friend groups, they're all kind of gross. <laughs> I love I love them. But, you know, like they don't they're not they they're not paying attention to that around each other. Right. Like they're not like calling out each other for smelling. Why do you think or, that is? I don't know. I think they're just busy and like I. They I wanna... wonder, like, again, I have I have no horse in this race, but I, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like just from 30,000 feet, if it's a way that we speak to young boys versus young girls. Well, and that's the thing I'm trying to kind of get my head around. But I, I don't, I I'm don't sure... think I, I'm trying to decide I'm not saying if you. I know that, but I'm actually trying to like anecdotally self-test that. Yeah. Um, 
because, you know, growing up as when they, well, they're still growing up, but when they were really little, um, even when they weren't getting so dirty because they were toddlers and they, like they all got the same amount of dirty, but they weren't like sweaty, dirty. You know, we had like a whole bath routine and a teeth brushing routine and all of those things were routinized in their day. Yeah. In a way that we we sort of controlled it. And my thought was that would then just continue. But, but that's why I wonder if they it's would do it. a cultural thing, a message that, you know, again, it may be not like as parents, you're not doing it. But I would imagine you as parents have also seen how culture can influence your kids to do and say things that you did not. Right. You know, you right. did not suggest or implant right <laughs> you know what i mean like right. i wonder how often they pick up kids pick up on messages messages you know like through advertising and like all the things they're sure. staring at like oh girls i'm not saying this is the full ex- no, explanation because point. i would also imagine a certain it's probably a combo of like nature versus nurture right like well yeah and also like the social pressure right like yeah. i think that there is more of a social pressure for girls to look smell appear a certain way um with boys i don't think they have the same social pressure sure i will say the thing that will motivate them is the idea of like a future of romance right like my husband and i will say this all the time like when when you start dating you might want to take a look at x y and z (laughs) right we try to offer it in like a nice way like the the ladies don't tend to love what you're putting out in this particular way right but like we will frame it in that way because we know that that's a way that it will matter to them right and so I don't know, but it is. This is fascinating, nevertheless. Yeah. Well, it obviously plays out in life because, again, if we just look at anecdotal, not anecdotal, but actual survey evidence, it appears that men persist in uh, as a trend. And it's not like some giant chasm, because I would just remind you that all of the things I referenced, the difference was roughly about 10 percent. So noticeable and notable, Mm -hmm. but perhaps not like egregious. Yeah. Right. Uh, We did get an email from Jen who said, boys funk. That is the subject. And I love this. I feel like teenage boys legit just don't smell it, especially the younger teenage boys. Honestly, until they start wanting to smell other people, (laughs) I doubt teenage boys give a crap what anyone smells like. That said, uh, she says, my 13-year-old takes long showers (laughs) twice a day. But I think that's for other reasons. (laughs) I'm, oh god <laughs> that that level of truth telling i can only give a high five for <sighs> thank you when we return on the colleen and bradley show uh today is the day everybody mark your calendars bradley trainer actually can relate to chloe kardashian it's true he'll tell you why we'll talk about that after this on my talk 1071 Wow, I never thought I'd see the day, uh, but yet here it is. I'm going to mark it down. October 12th uh, is the day that Bradley Trainer finally can relate to Khloe Kardashian. It's true. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, do tell. Well, okay, so in a secure. That's a lot of words. How are you doing over there? circuitous thank you. way i found myself identifying and saying thank you chloe for actually using your powers for good and not evil because she shared that she recently and i know you're gonna be like what she recently had a tumor removed from her face it was a tumor 
Yeah, it is a tumor, <laughs> as our good friend Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's not actually our friend, would have said. The reality star, uh, Cl- uh, Chloe, of course, from The Kardashians. You know her well, because we talk about her a lot, mm-hmm. mostly. Probably we poke fun. Uh, but on her Instagram stories on Tuesday, she talked about... Um, there was uh, she'd been ha- she'd had a bandage on her face, yeah, and people were concerned about this. Thought maybe she was channeling her inner Nelly. I don't know what that means. Didn't wasn't it Nelly that used to have he, a bandage on his face? Yeah, he wore the bandages. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Mister Hot and her. Yeah. Well, she was not. I don't think identifying with Nelly. Mm-hmm. In fact, she had a growth that was examined by two doctors. Um, and she revealed this on Insta Stories because people were asking, like, why are you wearing a bandaid on your face? And apparently, um, she had a growth removed. And she has previously. I couldn't quite tell if it was. Uh, I don't think this particular thing was cancerous. It said it was benign, but she has had skin cancer in the past, mm-hmm. um, and so obviously takes those things very seriously. And she just had a, like a bump on her face that like kind of didn't go away, and so she had it looked at, and they were like, "Uh, you need to have that removed immediately." And so she thanked. Uh, she said, "I'm grateful to share that Dr. Fisher was able to get everything. The margins are clear. Uh, you'll continue to see uh, my bandages, and when I'm allowed, you'll probably see a scar." which is just an indentation in her cheek from the tumor being removed. But until then, I hope to. I hope you enjoy how fabulous I'm making these face bandages look. Mm. And I just love this because, you know, um, well, for two reasons. One, I, too, have had to have bandages on my face yeah. because of skin cancer and uh, biopsies and things. Um, but also because they are so secretive about how they... Mm-hmm. Do things with yeah their about face. their their about their looks yeah. yeah when it comes to like plastic surgery mm-hmm. procedures etc cetera, etc cetera. but in this case she was like okay I'm gonna tell you I wish she was this vocal about all of the things because like no shame in the game right anyway um so. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, oh, thanks, Chloe, because see, now you're actually helping people because I guarantee, I guarantee you, because mm-hmm. I know this from experience, mm-hmm. people will be like, oh, that's weird. Well, I've got this thing on my face. I wonder if I should get that looked at. And they do. Yeah. So go, uh, if you you know have questions, it's like super easy and not scary. You just got to do it. And oftentimes, I mean, again, not to speak too glib about it, but oftentimes, like, there's nothing to worry about. Or if there is, it's really easy to handle the earlier you catch it. So the fact that she posted this when mm-hmm. she didn't need to, she could have just remained mum about it. Like, right. all of the procedures they've done, most of them are cosmetic in nature. Right. Like, this actually, you know... And again, people will say like, oh, they just are sharing so much about themselves and who cares and blah, blah, blah. Well, in this case, if it prompts one person to schedule a, right. uh, you know, a, a, an appointment with their dermatologist or to ask a question to a professional about something on their body uh, and that, you know, leads to catching something early or being able to, to deal with with a skin cancer, et cetera. I mean, I'm all here for it. So kudos, Chloe. Kudos, Chloe. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I was thinking about how, and I, you know, they are known for being, for their own vanity. They're known for being vain. Um, it's and their brand. It is kind of part of their brand, right? And so you can imagine why if she's wearing a bandage, people are going to ask questions. But at the same time, I think anytime anybody has a bandage in a place, a prominent place on their body, people are going to ask questions. Bradley, you can definitely 
uh, relate to that yeah. because you did have to wear a bandage for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I personally heard many people ask questions about what's it. on your face. I mean, like constantly, <laughs> constantly. I actually didn't. I mean, it didn't bother me at all because I will tell you once you've had the experience of getting skin cancer taken care of on your face, you're like, I don't care what you think about my face. Right? You were like, I will wear what. But see, actually, yeah. that's partly what I was going to say is that you can see where I think her vanity. You're like. Your vanity can fade very quickly when you realize that there may be a life or death situation attached to it, right? That yep. like in that moment, she's like, I like I had a risky thing removed because it shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And so like or vanity she, be damned. Yeah. You know? I got to wear the bandage. And she knows in her case, because, you know, the story is that I guess it's been 20 years, but they they found a cancerous mole on her back originally, which has led her, I think, to be more cautious. And in this case, this thing was whatever it was, was benign, at least according to her on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that. So that knowledge previously has made her more aware and you, you don't have to have that experience yourself. You can just let other people remind you. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day about colonoscopies, uh, go get them, skin cancer checks, go get them. Oftentimes, mammograms, go, mammograms get em. go get them. I know you're going to be telling people to do that in the next break. Yes, I am. Um, these are all things that like we put off. I had somebody in my life say like, oh, yeah, I'm like five years overdue for my colonoscopy and i was like it literally is the easiest thing yeah no with many things the build-up and the anticipation is the harder part that but then once you're in it you're doing it you just finish the job get it done do the thing let Chloe so, Kardashian be your guide. And if she can't be, let Bradley Trainer be. Yeah, your so guide. Chloe, thank you for reminding people to get regular checkups for their skin and take care of your skin. Thank you. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid. Idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for them. We call them Crazy Stupid. Idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because we're full of crazy stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Like New York. New York is where I'd rather be. What's going on there? So, you know, it's funny. I bet that we actually already told this story. And then it's been, (laughs) I've been meaning to tell it for two days, but for one reason or another, we haven't been able to get to it. And now I'm realizing we probably already told it because this is something that actually happened back in July of 2018. Oh. But the reason that we're talking about it again is because formal charges have been brought against Kelvin Bautista. Okay. 36. I don't remember the name. Okay. Well, you know, maybe you'll remember the crime. Uh, he is a man of Queens. He's from Queens, New York. Uh, but he was arraigned in uh, Albany on Tuesday. That doesn't make no sense. 
Oh, last week. Okay. Last Tuesday. He, uh, so the reason why, though, is because why he's a crazy, stupid idiot. He was stopped crossing the U.S. Canadian border. Okay. In a bus. As you do. Like, as one does. He was driving a bus, and they were like, yeah, great bus. That's really neat. Oh, oh, something weird's happening in your pants, sir. What? Ew. Mm. Was he, you know? Mm, no. <laughs> oh, okay, good, 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 good. No. Um. Something's happening in your pants. Yeah, and they were like, what, sir, is going on in your pants? It looks incredibly active in your pant area. Oh, is there a gerbil there? No, no. But you might feed a gerbil to these things. Carrots? Oh, my God. Snakes! Three Burmese pythons no. that he had shoved uh, in his pants. I'm sorry. How of does the, that fit? Well. <laughs> I mean, some people wear big pants, Holly. Yeah, but, but can we just think for a moment? You know, what do uh, pythons do? Wrap around things? Yeah. Oof. And hug and not let go. Right, hug of death. Three? Do you want something death hugging your gentles? No, I didn't think so. Three Burmese oh, I mean sometimes. pythons. <laughs> okay, okay. Three Burmese pythons, uh, which, by the way, are uh, listed as quote injurious to human beings. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let alone that they have fangs and teeth. Yeah, I don't want those fangs anywhere near me. Yeah. Uh, no. Or my, you know, gentles, kibbles and bits. Right. Well, they'll they'll be bits. They'll nibble your bits. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so he he was smuggling three Burmese pythons at the U.S. Canadian border back in 2018, and uh, formal charges have been brought with the potential of a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison and a fine as high as. $250,000. Good. Because that's scary. Also, like, what if they escaped? And can you imagine you're just like, beep, doop, ah! Right? I don't know. I don't know if... I don't know. I don't know. I, well, I wouldn't put those in my pants. No. I wouldn't want them in the bus. I mean, I, I would put them in a backpack. Like, why wouldn't you just put them in a backpack? I wouldn't put them anywhere. I would put them in somebody else's yeah. hair. I, yeah, I don't want nothing I to do with I love no animals. I have never had any emotional connection to... Snakes. Snakes, lizards, reptiles. Reptiles. Reptilian beings. I'm glad yeah. they're around. Yeah, they, they serve they a purpose. Work. I mean, every, you know what? And they're the OGs. I mean, they've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're like snake superstars. Yeah. They're just like baby dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. All right. Aren't they? I don't know. I, feel, I thought all reptiles <sighs> were. Aren't we all just dinosaurs? Aren't we all just amoeba? Isn't that where we all were just... Blah, blah, blah. At one point, and now here we are. Look at here us. We are. <laughs> we are the height of. <laughs> we really made creation. It. <laughs> hey, let's tell you about some more crazy, stupid idiots putting snakes in their pants. Let's do it. Oh, humans. Okay. Um, can we go now somewhere else? Yeah. How about Baraboo? Oh, Wisconsin. Yes, and not the uh, local strip club called Baraboobies. Stop it. That's not real. No, that's not real. It should okay. be, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have cruising chubbies in Wisconsin. They sure You'd do. think they'd have bear boobies. That um, seems, that's like low-hanging fruit. That's actually their tagline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bear boobies. It's low like hang- low-hanging fruit. You're welcome, people of Baraboo. Somebody get on that. 
Uh, we have just proved nothing other than we are ourselves bear of boobs. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I want to take you to bear of boobs, uh, excuse me, bear of boo, Wisconsin, and I would like to tell you about it. Look, this incident is actually scary, it's horrible, it's dangerous, and there's also some really just, there's just some stuff. Okay. And I'm going to tell you about it, but I want to ease in. Because at the end of the day, the thing that a person did in response to something that is totally common was absolutely absurd and crazy stupidity worthy. So I'm going to tell you about some high school athletes, Baraboo High School athletes, and their families who are calling for the firing of an athletic director uh, and for him and two other men to be charged criminally after they attempted to do something that earned them crazy, stupid idiot status. Oh, gosh. Okay. Is it the thing that they attempted to do that earned them crazy, stupid idiot status? Yes, that's uh, that's going to get us, uh, you know, that'll that'll start us off our, uh, our okay. journey. Okay. They attempted to provide athletic massages <laughs> to their players. No. Okay. Thank God. Deep tissue. Uh, no. In fact, they were arrested uh, after attempting to uh, conduct an illegal citizen's arrest on the boys. On the team? Yeah, well, yes, the the athletes. It was not like right. they were at a game. This was actually right. after school hours. Right. The boys were doing something. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, athletic director, mm-hmm. not supporter, Jim Langkamp, mm-hmm. decided he was going to do something because these kids were up, up to, to no quote, good. No good. So they were drinking in the park. No. Okay. They were drugging. Nope. They were. They were stealing. Apparently, they weren't really doing anything. Um, they were, uh, uh, I guess there was the potential that they were going to TP some homes of friends because it was oh, homecoming yeah. week, which oh. is like a totally common thing. Yeah. Right? So on the evening of Wednesday, October 5th, Baraboo High School Junior, John, somebody or other, I feel like we don't give kids names, but they do. Mm. He was driving a Jeep with the windows down and turned uh, onto a dead end road. They were going to TP the home of somebody else whose daughter is a friend of theirs, but they hadn't done it yet. The boys, however, saw uh, this guy, uh, one of the three guys that ultimately was arrested, doing something that will change your life forever. So the guy, let's just say, knew that these boys were probably going to TP or something. Mm -hmm. So he shows up Standing on his lawn, dressed in full military-style clothing, (gasps) with a flashlight in one hand. Would you like to guess what was in his other hand? Something that was gun-like. Well, yes. Not so gunny, more flamey. Like a flamethrower? He literally had a flamethrower in the other hand, shooting, quote, enough flame to light up the night sky. Okay, that's, we don't do that. So he threatened, they, and then he and his compatriots threatened these kids, and also there was a racial component, which um, these were mostly teens of color, um, so that entered the the, the, mm. uh, the experience, and they shined flashlights in the kids' eyes, making it difficult for them to, to see. They shouted uh, expletives at them. They essentially, like I said, tried to do a citizen's arrest. Um, of course, the kids freaked out. Well, yes. As you would. Because that is frightening. And thankfully, thankfully, uh, they were able to flee and escape. And the three are now being, like I said, parents and the students themselves are calling for these wow. three men to be charged criminally. Because I just don't think you need to criminally arrest, especially they weren't on anybody's property. They hadn't done anything. 
Yeah. And I think that you can maybe meet them on your lawn. And have a rational conversation that's flamethrower free. And a flashlight and military style clothing. It was almost as if he was like lying in wait. Like he knew this was going to happen. Which, by the way, sounds like something that a teenage boy might do. Right? But uh, an adult with a fully formed prefrontal cortex should know better. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have it on good authority that there were prefrontal cortexes, Has not cortices on any of these gentlemen. Thank you. Oof. All right. All right. Where are we going next? Florida. Hi. We're going to Florida and we're going to meet a 56 year old Paul Sinclair. Hi, Paul. He robbed a bank on Monday. Don't do that. I mean, that. that's, you know, we just got to start with the crime. Uh, he robbed a bank okay. on Monday. Uh, he robbed a bank. He walked up to the teller. He said, give me all your money. 1.30 p.m. at this Chase Bank in Largo, Florida. Give me all your money, he said to the teller. And the teller uh, opened her drawer and uh, triggered a silent alarm while she handed over all of the money in her possession, which was $120. Okay. Paul Sinclair left the scene. Uh, the cops were able to locate him. Yeah. And despite the fact that it was reported that he had a gun in his pocket, that he was pointing at the teller, they found that indeed he did not have a gun. Oh, it's one of those. He was using his fingers. No. And he only got $120. And they arrested him. And I can confirm for you that... He's going to end up a hundred. It wasn't worth it. Is what I'm trying to $100 say. A hundred dollars on finger guns. Yeah, he got a hundred twenty dollars for his finger guns. He does look. He's, he's like, I, to, I know. He's going to have to do time. It's he's yeah. Can you imagine? You're going to go to jail for a hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> in finger guns. And finger guns. I mean, I'm not encouraging you to ask for more with with more than finger guns. No. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I see what you're saying. Ooh. Just leave the finger guns at home. How about just don't steal and don't steal. Right. It's not worth it. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, tis that time of day for us to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. Why? After this on My Talk 1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 